Today is pink shirt day. It's not the kind that we usually have. Normally on pink shirt day, we would be outside at the corner of Georgia and Granville, welcoming people, waving to people uh, with a huge crowd there of, of cars honking and you know kids gathering. Obviously, we can't do that this year, but that doesn't mean we're not going to talk about it. We have to talk about it. All the years that we have talked about pink shirt day and promoted this, the issue that surrounds it, bullying, has not gone away, hasn't even diminished, really. The latest statistics from the Canadian Institutes of Health Research indicates that 47% of Canadian parents report having a child victim of bullying. That's awful. An awful issue for parents to deal with, for that child to deal with. It often scars children for life. So this is an issue that affects people everywhere, and that is why we, of course, continue to support Pink Shirt Day here at CKNW. So for the next hour, we're going to have a lot of guests from leading organizations across the province to talk about the steps that they have taken to deal with not just you know school bullying, but workplace bullying as well, and supporting Pink Shirt Day. You're going to be hearing that on all the shows today, but joining us now is the president and CEO of BC Ferries, Mark Collins, and the founder of an organization called Joyful Learning, Haley Legacy. That's a not-for-profit organization focused on developing online educational experiences. But good morning to Mark and Haley. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Now, Mark, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I would imagine that this is an issue that comes up quite a bit. Is this an employee issue that your employees have to deal with from customers, or is it a workplace issue? Um, It's both, actually. I'd like to start by saying those are very sobering statistics, though, about young people. And uh, we're very committed at BC Ferries to making sure that not only we have a safe and healthy work environment, but the traveling environment we provide for families is a safe and bully-free environment as well. But uh, the workplace is a great concern to us. We're committed to a safe and healthy workplace for our essential workers out there, and we do everything that we can in terms of policy, procedure, and enforcement to make sure that's the case. And is there a place that your employees can turn to for help? Absolutely. Uh, You know, first and foremost, their supervisors are all trained in violence in the workplace procedures designed to to help uh, create that safe environment. Uh, But up to and including myself, uh, they all have recourse to every level of the the company to say uh, that uh, a bullying event has occurred, that harassment is occurring and it's just unacceptable. And, uh, you know, we we had penalties and we have sanctions uh, for members of the public uh, who might engage in harassment and harassing activity towards our workers. It's just not going to be tolerated. Good. That's a good thing to hear with a company as big as BC Ferries. Um, Haley, let me turn to you now. How did you get involved with this? Like, what made you so passionate on this topic? Um, So I think, as Mark said, that pointing out that, um, that bullying is definitely something that extends beyond um, beyond the schoolyard into adulthood. And I think that as teachers and as parents, as educators, it's important that we start getting at the core of what the issues that cause people um, to end up bullying throughout their lives. And what do you think some of those core issues are? So I think, well, on Pink Shirt Day, I've always, I've always focused on teaching kindness as the antidote to bullying. Um, and But I've been reflecting recently, and I think that teaching kindness is absolutely essential, but I think it falls short from addressing the core issues, which I think really um, is that um, that people don't take the time to get to know and understand the differences and diversity in people around them. And that, I think that's something that it definitely applies, especially to 
children. Are we getting better, do you think, though, at, at making attempts to understand each other? I think that there's a lot more conversations happening these days about it. And I think um, one of the great things about Pink Shirt Day is it's an excellent rallying point to start these conversations, um, both in the classroom and at home. Now, you are a certified teacher, so you've been offering online resources for kids who are learning from home. What has that been like? Has that changed the school dynamic for kids? I think definitely over the past year, um, dynamics in school have changed. And part of why I started Joyful Learning was to help parents and teachers keep learning fun amidst all of the COVID restrictions, because Early on, when everything shut down, kids just got ripped away from all the things that filled them with wonder and joy. Um, And so doing the virtual field trips and the programs that I've been doing, I've been trying to bring some of the wonder and joy back into the lives of kids. Right. I know you're going to be doing a virtual event today for Pink Shirt Day. What does that involve? Yeah, so I'm hosting a virtual author visit um, with a local author, Grayson Smith. He's also a Delta police officer um, who he has written a book called There's a Norseman in the Classroom. And that story is about what happens when a second grade class has a new student that happens to be a big, hairy um, Viking. So <laughs> it's, it's a great story that celebrates diversity and inclusion and is a super good uh, anchoring point for these yeah. conversations. I like that. Where can people find out more about that? So they can head to our website at joyfullearning.net to register to attend the event and receive a teacher resource package for that. Um, it's at 10 o'clock today, but the live stream can be viewed anytime after that if it doesn't fit into schedule. Okay, great. Thank you for that, Haley. And listen, Mark, before we let you go, uh, for people who do experience bullying in the workplace, uh, what should they do? Where should they go? Well, first and foremost, make sure you report it. Uh, I know that can be difficult and challenging. Often there's a, there's an aura of, of pressure around these events and people don't want to report. But we encourage members of the public, our travelers, people who travel on the ferries, as well as our workers, our colleagues, to please report to your supervisor. If you're not comfortable doing that, we have internally confidential reporting lines so you can report anonymously. The important thing is we get some details so that we can get on it, you know. We we really want this to be a safe and healthy workplace for everybody, as well as for our traveling public, and we're committed to doing that. Well, listen, thanks to both of you for being with us this morning. Thank you very Thank much you. for having me. Important discussions to have. That's Mark Collins, the president and CEO of BC Ferries, talking about workplace bullying, both from other employees, fellow employees, co-workers, but also from the traveling public. You know, it's a tense thing these days to be traveling. And that was Haley Legassi, founder of Joyful Learning. That's a not-for-profit organization focused on developing online educational experiences. It is Pink Shirt Day. And of course, you've seen the beautiful t-shirt for sale this year. There's face masks too. There's all sorts of good stuff. And that money goes to an excellent cause. So let's get you more information on that right now. Joining us is Sarah Dubois-Phillips, the Executive Director of the CKNW Kids Fund, the organizer behind countless campaigns to support kids here in Metro Vancouver. And we have Carolyn Tuckwell, President and CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of South Coast, BC. They have worked for us for years here at CKNW. And once again, they're part of this year's campaign. Good morning to both of you. Good morning, Sammy. Sorry we're not seeing you in person this year. I know. Normally we have a nice meeting out on Georgia and Granville there, but it's a bit cold this morning, so I'm not that unhappy to be inside, actually. (laughs) Um, Sarah, I'm going to start with you. How big is Pink Shirt Day this year? 
You know what, Pink Shirt Day, although completely virtual, it's really big. I mean, we're we're so lucky to be able to, um, you know, really raise awareness on our social media channels as well as on CKNW and Global. So, um, you know, again, we've got some amazing new partners and it's really been a very interesting year for all of us. Oh, it sure has. Now, I know that the money goes to great causes that is raised. Carolyn Tuckwell with the Boys and Girls Club. Tell us what happens. Like, how, how do you use that some of that money that comes to your organization? Well, uh, the, the support from, uh, from Pink Shirt Day and the Kids Fund uh, actually has a huge reach in our organization. And, um, and our kids and our, in, even our staff are more excited than ever this year. Um, we run programs throughout the year that really promote um, the development of really good relationship skills for our kids. And um, what we've what we've seen over the years, because of the support, is is a shift from kids not knowing what to do when they either experienced bullying or witnessed it, um, and even a greater understanding of how not to be a bully, to now actually knowing what to do and and supporting each other to have better relationships. So um, while it happens across the year. This day is especially exciting and special for our kids because it is all about um, how loud the voices are uh, and and they get so excited about exactly what Sarah just talked about, what's happening online and um, and, and even, you know, here on the radio and in, in the news. That's so true. Now, Carolyn, you, obviously this has been going on for years with these programs at the Boys and Girls Club. Have you noticed changes in kids and their behavior? We absolutely have. Um, we, we now have kids that have had their whole Boys and Girls Club experience within the context of Pink Shirt Day. It's been that many years. And because we're working with kids in their school age years, kids that were maybe six in the, in the first year, are, are, we've got um, young people who are now working for us in our programs that were part of that for, first Pink Shirt Day. Um, they have an entirely different view on what it means to interact yeah. with others and, and why bullying is not okay. Now, Sarah, I know that by now we've got a whole generation of kids who've grown up going to school talking about Pink Shirt Day. Now they are adults. Have you ever thought about that, the kind of impact that Pink Shirt Day has had? You know what? I have, and actually it's interesting because I have um, four four kids, and they range in age from grade six to fourth year university. And so what I think that Pink Shirt Day has done, it's created an opportunity for um, conversation and awareness um, about the impacts of of bullying behavior. You know, again, um, you know, my 23-year-old never really experienced cyberbullying, whereas my 12-year-old who just, you know, has his first phone, um, you know, and is just sort of experimenting can see what, you know, what people are saying and doing Mm -hmm. online and that it can be hurtful. So I think what is great about the Pink Shirt Day movement is that it has opened up avenues of conversation that um, perhaps we've never actually had before. And I think that's probably its biggest impact. Oh, I love that. All right. Well, listen, thanks to both of you. I know you both got a lot of work to do today. So thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Timmy.
love that. It's so catchy, isn't it? That is the Lift Each Other Up song. Every year, Yvonne Olsen writes a song to help get the anti-bullying message through to kids. Now, this is a music teacher in the Catholic Independent Schools of the Vancouver Archdiocese. And Yvonne joins us this morning, along with the Executive Director of KidSafe, Quincy Kirshner. Hey, good morning, and thanks to both of you for being here. Good morning, morning. Jimmy. Thanks for having us. Now, Yvonne, I'm going to start with you. How do you do this? How do you write a whole song with a theme and then get the kids to all sing this? Well, you start off with the good catchy tunes, and uh, which a long time ago, like David Bowie and all them, they had great songs. And then you get the kids to come up with what does respect and kindness look like and sound like. And then when you can't sleep at night, you just put it all together and have the kids <laughs> sing it. <laughs> Why are you so passionate on this subject? Why did you want to make sure kids talk about this? It's so important. It's There's so much negativity in the world right now, especially during COVID, that it's really important that not only kids, but also adults really treat each other with kindness and respect and dignity. That's, that's just what it's all about. Now, Quincy, I know you deal with this a lot as executive director of KidSafe. Has this past year been particularly challenging? Oh my gosh. And I mean, in every way, right? <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been a, an incredible year. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of our kids have really, um, have, have suffered from not being sort of able to access really regular social interaction. And so that's where KidSafe has been, um, has been a really nice, uh, really nice place for kids to come and, and practice some of that pro-social behavior, um, which includes all that stuff about kindness and, and respect and, and, and really just being, being a good friend. Mm-hmm. I wonder, even though they're not necessarily, they weren't in classrooms as much over the past year, Quincy, would you say, do kids still talk about bullying? Are they still feeling that pressure? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I would, I would definitely say so. Um, uh, we get a lot of, like, because all of our kids come to come to Kids Safe programs because they've been referred um, to us by school staff as as one of the most vulnerable kids in their school um, on a on a bunch of different uh, bunch of different sort of measures of vulnerability, and um, and a lot of our kids have experienced um, some, some bullying at school, and and it's it really is very stressful for kids. So we we talk a lot about that stuff and. And, and what you can do and, and how to sort of how to help each other, mm-hmm. um, how to be a good, a, a good uh, sort of citizen when you when you see bullying and just how to be a friend. I think yeah. a lot of kids don't know how to be a friend. Um, and so we, we work through that a lot. Yvonne, Yvonne, do you find that the music helps with that, like teaching them a song, teaches them the message? I'd really like to think so. Um, <laughs> just even just a little bit to have a part in that. Um, yeah, because the kids will be singing those lyrics over and over in their head if it's a catchy tune, and hopefully it does resonate in them. Yeah, I hope so. Now, how long have you been doing this? Uh, well, I've been a teacher for almost 25 years, but I've been a music teacher for the last 13, and every year we try to do something for Respect Day, and it's usually the grade 6 class that will take on the job of doing an assembly or whatever, and now with COVID, it's all virtually done, so you know, you get to video them, and so they sing it over and over and over again. So hopefully, uh, they'll really learn it and know it. Now, do they help with the message? Do the, do you talk to them ahead of time before you kind of craft what you're what you're going to say in the song? 
Oh, definitely. In class, they brainstorm. In our music class, they brainstorm and, you know, try and find rhyming words for everything. And so there's, it's totally an integrated process and it's definitely teamwork. Yeah, when, when you start talking about it, Yvonne, is it kind of like opening up the floodgates? Like, what do kids tell you about their experiences? That's, it's interesting because they really, at our school anyway, I can't speak for other schools, but at our school, when I ask them, you know, have you witnessed bullying or have you ever been a bully? A lot of them said that they hadn't, which was great, which is fantastic. Um, but they know what being a friend is. They know what kindness looks like. They know what it sounds like. So um, it, it's really, it's really good. All right. So Quincy, um, for, for Pink Shirt Day, then how, how does that impact the work that you do? Um, so Pink Shirt Day has been a uh, the CKW Pink Shirt Day Fund has been a, a really great supporter of Kids Safe. Um, we uh, are uh, Young Leaders Program, which is our program that runs during the the summertime to help mm-hmm. youth um, see themselves as leaders in their community and and get the skills that they need to be to be leaders in the community, which includes a lot of stuff around um, around kindness and respect. Um, has been uh, has been supported, um, and it's just been a, a really wonderful, really wonderful um, uh, partnership. And then, um, of course, everyone in our offices will be wearing pink today. Good, <laughs> uh, and we'll be talking about it at our after-school program as well. Great. Well, listen. Thanks to both of you for joining us this morning. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much thanks for having so much. us. And best of luck. That's Quincy Kirshner, who's the executive director of Kids Safe. They offer programs for vulnerable kids who can't afford them, including you know nutritious meals, transportation. And that's Yvonne Olson, who's a music teacher in the Catholic Independent Schools of the Vancouver Archdiocese at Our Lady of Good Counsel. Writes a song, creates a musical number every year with her kids to talk about bullying. And this year's song, of course, is called Lift Each Other Up. So this hour we have dedicated to Pink Shirt Day. So our final guest on this hour uh, is going to celebrate the meaning of Pink Shirt Day with people that we have done this year in and year out. We've got Pink Shirt Day co-founder Travis Rice with us and president of the BC Government and Service Employees Union, Stephanie Smith. Hey, good morning to both of you. Good morning, morning. Feeney. Now, Travis, I'm going to start with you. How many years now have we been talking? Years, right? Four. Yeah, it's got to be the 14. I think you were there right from the beginning. Almost. I think just you know, oh, 10 been, years, I know, at least we've been doing this. It's <laughs> just incredible to see how long, you know, this has been going, the growth. And, and I always thank you for your uh, your contributions to this movement. Oh, my part is the easy part here, Travis. But like, are you surprised that after all these years, it is still going so strong? You know, it's it's always mind blowing to see the amount of support. Definitely, you know, as we grow internationally further and further. Uh, but it's not surprising because this issue affects so many of us. You know, and I think that people are becoming more and more comfortable sharing their story and being able to open up and say, "This is what's happening to me at the workplace and school." And that's what this movement's all about. It's about continuing that conversation, giving people that opportunity to share their stories, share what's happening in their life, so that hopefully we can get them help. Now, Stephanie, I know we've talked about this for a long time, too, and I feel like um, for the BCGEU to get involved, and when you did, it was important to remember that this happens to adults, too. 
Oh, absolutely, Simi. I mean, we've, you know, we've been involved since 2008. And, um, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, You know, the pandemic's been really hard on everybody. And just yesterday, you know, we saw that story of workers that are being targeted, bullied and harassed, you know, by uh, anti-maskers. And, you know, it doesn't stop uh, in childhood and, and it shouldn't happen to anybody. And that's why as a union, we believe it's really important that we get involved in this in the pink shirt day. How significant is it for members of the BCGEU then? Like, what do they do if they need help? Well, thankfully, because they have a union, um, they are able to come to us, you know, in collective agreement language that we've bargained over the years. We have really strong anti-bullying and anti-harassment language. But, you know, the the workers that I'm concerned for are those that don't have representation, um, you know, and, and again, these are working people. They're, they're doing what they can to protect themselves, protect their clients, protect community. And the bullying that we're seeing is just appalling to me. I I just can't wrap my head around it. Even after all this time, right, all these discussions, is it, it, it still happens? Unfortunately, it really does. And, and so I'm so grateful to Travis and I'm, I'm so grateful to the Pink Shirt Day to raise awareness, to have an opportunity to have the conversation and, you know, um, to just, again, raise awareness that mm. bullying is not okay. It doesn't work and it shouldn't work in childhood. It shouldn't work in youth and it shouldn't work in adulthood. Now, Travis, do you feel like with everything that's gone on in the last year, then perhaps this year, the message is more important than ever? Yeah, you know, uh, to to the points that were just made there, you know, as we see anti-maskers challenge others and treat others not with respect and dignity, as we all work together to try to... uh, to try to, you know, get through this pandemic. Um, I think it's the same message for bullying. You know, we've always been fighting that pandemic as well. And uh, for me, it's just, you know, trying to generate that, that empathy. But um, again, to the points that were just made, it's, you know, the, the kids that use the bullying behavior um, years and years and years ago, decades ago, are in the workforce now. And that's why, you know, we need to address that issue in the workforce now. Um, I like to think that, you know, we're doing a good job that, you know, two years ago, we graduated our first year of, kids that I call the pink day class from primary to grade 12, wow. they would have had pink shirt day. And um, I like to think that when those kids start to enter the workforce, we're going to see a more empathetic, more healthy workplaces. And, and hopefully we won't have the issues that, that were just spoken of. Oh, I love that idea. All right, Travis, Stephanie, thank you so much for being here this morning. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate your time. Stephanie Smith, president of the BC Government and Service Employees Union, Travis Rice, co-founder of Pink Shirt Day. That really brings it home, right? That We just had the class graduate that had been participating in Pink Shirt Day all the way from like kindergarten through to graduation. First class to have that happen and fingers crossed that they have an impact out there in the world on putting an end to bullying.